Welcome to Plastic Model Mojo, a podcast dedicated to scale modeling, as well as the news and events around the hobby, where we hope to be informative and entertaining and help you keep your modeling mojo alive. Dave, we are back for another episode of Plastic Model Mojo. Not only are we back, but model shows are back. This is pretty amazing. It's almost surreal. I mean, everybody's pretty much masked up, but uh, everybody's playing by the rules for the most part. I'd ask you what's up in your model sphere, but I think we know what's up in both our model spheres. We are uh, recording on location at the 2021 Roscoe Turner IPMS Invitational and Swap Meet, and uh, it is booming in here yes it is i don't know how much the listeners can hear the background but this place is crowded and man i'm telling you what it's i i knew i missed this a lot i don't think i realized how much i missed this well were you doing anything else before the show or is it all show prep for you this week this most of this week has been show prep uh I've been I, I've done a little bit of reorganizing in the model room because I hit critical mess, um, so I did get in a little uh, uh, a little straightening and reorganizing. Uh, but most of this has been preparation for coming up here today. S- same for me. That's about all I got done. So our model sphere this week is is getting ready for this uh, remote broadcast, and we got all our equipment together and uh, hopefully this is going to sound okay yeah this is the first time we've used this equipment which by the way i want to thank the listeners who've uh donated money uh because it is what allowed us to (laughs) it's what allowed see we have people coming by live like alex restrepo who has donated and his donation among others has allowed us to buy this remote rig so that we can actually take this to a show and record so, Mike, what's your modeling fluid today? Well, today, being it's early and we're at a uh, IPMS-sanctioned event, it is uh, a red can of Coca-Cola. <laughs> what about you, my friend? It's a green can of Sprite. Uh, I'm afraid that, again, 10.30 in the morning at a model show on a Saturday, a little bit earlier for the modeling fluid, but we'll make that up later. I, I think so. That's going to be uh, going to be interesting. Yes, so it we'll, will. We'll figure that out. Well, we got a little bit of listener mail in the last couple of weeks. All right. First up is Franklin Smallwood, and no geography there. And Franklin must be work for some uh, modeling fluid distributor because he sent the picture of a back end of a truck delivering uh, cases of uh, various uh, liquors and beers, looks like. And uh, It sounds like a man we need to get to know I, better. I think so. So he says he's enjoying the show, driving around, doing his job, so... A good thing, but he thinks he might uh, pull out a little uh, Russian standard vodka when he hits his bench a little later. All right. Good choice. Good choice. Next up from Toronto, Canada is Stepan Velitsko. And last week, somebody was asking if uh, we knew of a sequential build type YouTube channel that dealt with aircraft. Yeah. Well, Stepan has stepped up and said uh, his YouTube channel, Vilka Models, does sequential builds in 148th and 172nd scale. And he's got two full builds up and working on third right now. So 
He says he's also got a Facebook and Instagram page. Want us to mention that. So the listener who asked about the, uh, the sequential build YouTube channels uh, would have something to go look at. So step on. Uh, we thank you for that. Yes, and uh, we'll have to link his YouTube channel in the show notes. Ah, uh, your buddy John Vickis. All right. Now he's in the mosquito build. He is indeed. And where's he from? He well, he was part of the gang up in Cleveland that has now spread across the country. Uh, John is John's relocated to Salt Lake City. Okay. Well, that's out there where uh, where the. Uh, a couple of the posse guys are from. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, he says he likes the podcast a lot, and uh, we certainly influence his modeling, but not necessarily in a good direction. And he sends a picture of his latest purchase. What did he buy? Oh, my. Bullet. Yeah, a bottle of bullet. So, John, I wish I had that bottle right now. <laughs> yes. Well, maybe in a couple of hours. Yeah, I was going to say there might be. <laughs> so, Vickis is going to enjoy that bullet, man. I think so. Yeah. Give you some slack on the cable there. Thank you. I appreciate it. By the way, this is just for the listeners. This is a little bit interesting because Mike and I have never recorded this podcast in the presence of each other. We've always done it remotely. That's right. So this is a learning experience. So yes, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yep. Well, next we got Michael Aluzzi from the uh, Polish Coast Watchers chapter, IPMS. And, uh, Basically, he, he tagged us onto an email that was going to Bob Lomasaro, uh, straightening out their names on their trophy packages. But uh, um, he did plug the show because we've, they've actually got a new listener that came to them because of our podcast. That's great news. That is one of the things we wanted to accomplish with this podcast is we know there are a lot of modelers out there who model who aren't involved in any sort of group. And if by listening to us, you can... You can get hooked up with a local club. That's great. All right. Leo Posner's back from Philadelphia. Uh-huh. And he raises an interesting point that uh, we were talking about weathering a while back. Yeah. And uh, the, the main point of his, his listener mail is the one drawback to weathering is that there's a fine line between making it look good and overdoing it. Yeah, I absolutely. I agree with that. And, you know, weathering, we're trying to simulate weathering on the real uh the real thing but if you make something look exactly like it looks on the real thing it doesn't look right there has to be some artistic license to play with the look to give the impression Uh uh-oh we're getting photographed now that's all right it's inch we'll get him back later okay cool Well, that's, you know, on my, uh, my anti-tank gun. I was trying to keep it to not overdo the chipping, but we'll get to that later. All right. John Paisano writes again, and uh, I forwarded you his email. He was asking about the name Dave Cronaldo. It, it, I sent him, it's Diego Quinano, and uh, I actually r- responded to his email and sent him a link to one of the books in the series that I was talking about. And what were the... What, what is the... Uh, it's the Encyclopedia of Aircraft Modeling Techniques or something like that. Um, oh, it's aircraft. I, this, it's, my question was, what was the genre? It's, it's a series of five books uh, that cover aircraft modeling from beginning to end. And it's a lot of, of modeling books that are try and teach you techniques and all are really interesting to look at. But you don't... They're, they're kind of pretty picture books. But his series 
I swear that every page I actually learned something. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was well worth. It's not a cheap series. If you buy the whole set, it's like two hundred dollars, but it is well worth the money. He also mentions that he would like to contribute and support the podcast through PayPal. Is it possible to do so? If so, please let me know how. Other listeners may appreciate this information as well. Uh, John, you, you must have fallen asleep by the time we get to that part. Because <laughs> go ahead, just tell him now. Uh, we'll get to that at the end. No, we've we've straightened it out. I was going to make a joke about him not making it to the end of the podcast. A little uh, self-deprecation there, but. Uh, uh, Yes, at the upper right-hand corner of the uh, www.plasticmodelmojo website, there's a hard icon you can use to go to direct to a PayPal contribution, and we'll we'll make sure you mention that at, at at the end of the show as well. You know, you know why he doesn't make it to the end of the podcast. You have such dulcet tones that as he's listening to the podcast while he's falling asleep, he falls. You put him to sleep before he gets the gets to the end. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Well, he's got another uh, interesting question. All right. He wants to know how to put the uh, spinner spiral on a 70-second scale Focke-Wolf 190. Oh, uh, man. Uh, that's a great question. Uh, I, there got, I don't build much Luft, World War II Luftwaffe stuff. Um, there are several guides out there for it. Uh, I think Roy, Roy uh, Sutherland at Barracuda Cows may have one. There are also, by the way, decals for that purpose that are actually printed such that when you lay them down, you can actually lay down the spiral. Well, that'd be the way I'd try it. Yes, that, me too. If I was going to do it instead of what, you know, there are these guys who mask it and, and do all sorts of stuff. Me, I'm going to go with the decal and I'm going to make it work. I, I want to say it was Plasmo I saw paint one by hand that actually turned out looking yes, pretty darn good. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And there are guys, especially guys who specialize in Luftwaffe aircraft who can do that. And man, I admire that skill. Well, thank you, Joe. And uh, where'd it go? Oh, his beverage of choice is an old fashioned made with uh, Burnham small batch whiskey. You know what? Old fashions are really making a comeback. Well, I think so because I missed it. Leo Posner also said he likes a bullet old fashioned. So, yeah, it's two old fashions in one uh, one episode. One episode. So that that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Chris Bryan, he wants to know if we do uh, do product reviews, and I don't think we have. Not in the formal sense, anyway. No, we haven't in the formal sense. <laughs> but I will tell you, and it, it'll come up later when I pick up something new like i've mentioned in the past the ak pencils right that i got and have been very impressed with the ak watercolor pencils for weathering so when when we do encounter something that's useful we don't do formal reviews but if i run into something that's useful to me i'm listen i'm gonna sing its praises and i'll tell you and i'm a big fan of those ak watercolor pencils so you know and I'm sure, I know Mike has uh, talked about he used the thinner line circle cutter. Yep, yep, I've done that as well. And and both of those are, are great products. Okay. Well, so to answer Chris's question, no, we've not done formal product reviews, but, you know, I've got to ask, that's kind of a two veins he could be asking that question. Do we do them so we can go back and see the ones we've done, or has he got something he wants us to review? Yeah, if, if listen, if you've got something you want us to review or something that you're curious about, it's possible that Mike or I have actually 
used the product or, or, or built the kit or whatever. And, and if you send in an email, we'll be happy to tell you our experience with it. And finally is uh, Mark Medwell from, from Australia. And uh, he's liking the podcast, especially the squir- squirrel and rabbit hole episodes. <laughs> I think that touched a nerve with a lot of people. I do, too. Um, he wants to talk a little bit about, uh, I guess we mentioned, uh, oh, what was it? How to, somebody had written in about getting to the bench and doing a little bit of work every day. Yeah, I remember that. We, I, we were talking about that, and somebody did say that they scheduled time every day. I wish I could do that, but unfortunately, uh, given my job and given the, the fact that I have two teenage daughters, it just doesn't work out. Now, you know, there are some weeks where I'll get to the bench four and five nights, and then I'll have a week where I don't get to the bench, but maybe once in a week. And that, that is, that does, um, it does suck your mo- a little bit of your modeling mojo. Cause if you get on a roll, you keep wanting, I mean, you want to build success on success. So if you're modeling and, and really on a hot streak and fired up, like you were when you were uh, chipping the gun shield on that, uh, this, it, and it's a, it's a real mojo breaker to not, not be able to follow up on that. Well, he, he makes a point here, uh, I would think getting to the bench a little every day is a good idea with the caveat or working from the assumption that you have the right mindset to do work that day. Uh, Because that's his point. He says it doesn't work for him because if he doesn't feel like doing it, it becomes work. Yes. And it results in in rushing it and that'll do attitude and it just doesn't get his best work done. So we've mentioned before uh, some of those get up and walk away nights. Yes. And I've... I haven't had one in a while, thankfully. Have you had? Have you had one? Uh, actually, yes. Uh, about oh, probably a week and a half ago, I was working on some weathering on the M30, and I just couldn't get the consistency of the pin wash that I wanted. And finally, after like 45 minutes of of being unsuccessful, I stopped and walked away from that and just started. And that's what started my cleaning and organizing. Well, hopefully I don't have. I've I've had trouble getting to the bench when I want to. Yeah, in the last couple of weeks, but uh, absolutely, uh, things are moving forward again. Well, man, that's it for the listener mail. Yeah, keep. Hey, listen, guys, keep on sending in uh, your goofs, gaffs, and blunders. Keep on emailing us because, again, as I've talked about repeatedly, it is the community that we're building that is really helping keep my mojo alive and we love the interaction so keep writing in while you're listening if you would think to remember that at the end of the episode if you would go to whatever podcasting app you're uh listening to or listening to us to us on and give us a rating we'd appreciate five stars it just helps the uh the podcast become better known uh also if you tell a friend, the one of the ways that this podcast has grown in listeners is people telling their modeling friends. So we would appreciate it if you do that. Well, we'd like to take time to plug our fellow podcasts as well. We thank you for listening to us, but you also need to be checking out the Scale Model Podcast out of Canada with Stuart and his friends up there. Just Making Conversation out of the UK. The Model Geeks and the Plastic Posse Podcast out of the USA. And uh, since Scott's already going to start doing it this weekend, we're going to go ahead and give a plug, too. Uh, Dave and I participated in a little roundtable conversation with Scott 
and the guys uh, earlier this week, or last weekend, actually. Yeah. And uh, we're going to be on an upcoming episode of uh, Plastic Posse Podcast, so please please check that out as well. We'd appreciate it. Uh, on the bench from Australia. Now, we've had some fun with them the last couple of weeks, them and your, your yard mowing. You're not mowing <laughs> your yard today. No, I'm not. I, I had to mow it last night so that I could uh, come up and, and participate in this today. Well, I listened to On the Bench on the way up. Oh, I did not. And you get a drop in that episode every every so often. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. You know, the other night, I get on these music deep dives on YouTube, and I tell you, um, On the Bench is not the only good thing coming out of Australia. They've got a, a burgeoning indie music scene down yes, there. Yes, they do. Absolutely. And uh, I'll put this up on one of the, the next Friday Night Live I do, probably, next post on Facebook. But uh, uh, check out The Little Quirks and Winterborn. Those are two uh, Aussie indie bands. I think they're both, in my opinion, could, could be as famous as they want to be. Well, that's, that's good. I, listen, I'm always looking for new music. All right. Well, also, we got some uh, non-podcast con- content creators, blogs, and YouTube friends. Uh, Jim Bates of Scale Canadian TV out of uh, Seattle. Uh, Stephen Lee, Sprue Pies with Frets. Or, yeah, Sprue Pies with Frets, um, who we've loosely scheduled to uh, appear on upcoming episode. Uh, we're going to get Stephen on to, to chat about something fun. I really like his his blog. He has done. He dived in head first with that thing. And oh, has, I know in the deep he, end. He has really done a great job with it. And of course, Chris Wallace is at a model airplane maker, who's a t-shirt happened to be sporting today. That's right. That's right. Representing uh, Chris there a little bit, and uh, Jeff Groves, the inch high guy, who is wandering around the vendor room as we speak, and. Hopefully, we'll get uh, get to exchange a few words with him later. Well, as it turns out, we have Mr. Inchai, Jeff Groves, right here with us. Jeff, how you doing? I'm good. Good to see you guys. Well, I want to get this on the public record. Here are your Navy books back <laughs> that I've had for over a year. Now, that Takeo book, I'm going to have to buy that one. They're, they're quality books. The Anatomy of the Ship books and, are... And the, uh, the Tone, I want to buy this one too, but that one's freaking impossible to find right now. Everybody wants more than $100 for it. Yeah, some of them just go out of sight. Yes. Those Anatomy of the Ship books, you can sometimes find them uh, for a deal every once in a while. If you if you monitor, you can find them where they pop up and you pick them up for a sale. And Osprey's been republishing them with the 3D renders. Yeah. Oh, uh, Okay. Well, how's the blog going? The the blog's okay. It's uh it's it's interesting. I'm still having fun with it. Uh, it gives me an outlet for my my modeling when we can't visit each other like we used to. Are you enjoying actually getting to see people, mod- see other modelers, vendors? I mean, how bad have you missed this? Uh, Dave, I'm giddy as a schoolgirl. Uh-huh. I, I I didn't know how to act when I walked in here. I just walked around with my mouth open for the first half hour. Uh, you can post your own picture up there for girls in the military now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> women, women in the military. <laughs> well, since you're all 72nd scale, I'm going to give you the, my last fret of home-etched uh, E16 dive brakes. Oh, those are fantastic. Now, they're not all fantastic, but you can get you can get four good ones off of there. I, I think you have to build a, a seaplane carrier to, to take advantage uh, you, of all you, these. You might have to, so <laughs> you can have well, those. Thanks. You're welcome. I, I have also come bearing gifts. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, they're just, uh, 
And as, you, as you may know, I got a 3D resin printer for Christmas. Oh, what so kind did you get? It's a Creality CR002, I believe is the okay. designation. And uh, I, I wouldn't say the resin printing is all the way there yet, but they're getting a lot closer. So I have taken the liberty of printing up some, some stuff, mainly because I like printing stuff. There you go. But knowing your proclivity for the... Uh, oh, wow. 25 millimeter Japanese AA guns. What's, is this 35th scale? That's in 35th scale. Oh wow! Your your home scale. Thank you. And there's there's four of them in there. Ah. Uh, so you can make a triple mount out of them if you so desire. Well, I've got a triple mount from uh, Pit Road. I think makes that kit. Yeah, Pit Road. Yeah. And I've got an etch set for it. But there's a, in those books that you loan me. There's some some single station. Yep. Those yep. those are made for that. Yeah. And David and I emailed back and forth about our friend Elon and what he's been up to. Oh, oh look at that. Lord. So that that's a two-parter, and that's 350th scale. And here are the starships, including the hopper, uh-huh. in 700th scale. Wow. I think I'm going to have to get a printer now. Yeah. yeah they're, they're not that expensive. And the, the problem is you get sucked into it. Well, and here's a couple Apollo astronauts in 72nd scale. Now, are you doing the CAD, or are you you getting them off of a, a server? I, I'm getting these off of Thingiverse. I Thingiverse, wanna, okay. Yeah, I want to get into the CAD at some point. I'm not there yet. I've got to relearn my CAD skills that are a little rusty, but uh, it, it's something that I think there's some potential for down the road. Well, I think you're right. This looks... Once I get the cage off of it, it yeah, looks like it's going to look pretty good. There's a lot of supports on, on that render, so... You're going to have to clip very carefully to get down to what you're after there. Jeff, what's amazing to me about these things is the stair step or whatever, the I forget what the actual term is, is almost non-existent. I mean, the finish is amazingly smooth. Yeah, the layers are, I believe, uh, five thousandths on, on this printer. Uh-huh. And on the... Uh, the starships, they actually kind of simulate the texture of the stainless steel exterior that way. So yeah. I left them alone on one I did. Well, that's a good, good idea. Yeah, <laughs> that is neat. You know, Elon's about to launch number 15. Yeah, and uh, that's the one with the uh, the nozzles optimized for vacuum flight. Yep. So that'll be an interesting one to see that one get up. Well, this is awesome. Thank you very much. Sure. He, he was just monitoring the big 134 scale. Yeah, rocket the, the in the, in the model room. Did oh, that's beautiful. That? That's yeah. beautiful. That's very impressive. And it was also apparently 3D printed. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. Probably I mean, in like sections this big. <laughs> you'd have to. You'd have to make a stack out of it. Um, I've also brought along, since, since one of your your hooks Uh-oh. is modeling fluid, Uh-oh. I've brought you guys some... Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. A couple of bottles of Larceny... Uh, Kentucky oh. bourbon here, man. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. oh, that I, is I, super generous. You should not have done what, that. Uh, Thank you. What did we do to deserve this? I, well, yeah, I've spent a lot of time at the bench and a lot of time editing photos for the blog listening to you guys. And I was considering a, a Patreon or PayPal contribution to support the podcast. And I think you helped you, you, yes. did, you did more with this than you could have done there. I mean, <laughs> Absolutely. that would have blown my mind, but... This, this will, too, actually. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. little, little different context there, but I, I figured I'm going to see you guys in a few months, so I'll just bring along some, some oh, modeling man. fluid. That's, awesome. that's great, man. And I appreciate the books. All that that ended up being a huge rabbit hole. Um, yeah. 
So what I want to do is, in the Tone book, there's a an elevated platform for one of the triple guns. Yeah, yeah. It's round. It's got yeah. all this truss work, I-beam truss work under it. Yeah, that's the way I want to do it. Yeah, that so, would be impressive. So I've got to get that book. And the, the, the Tone book's got all the, the scale drawings of all the individual components. So that book is a huge reference for not just that ship, but any standard Japanese, Imperial Japanese Navy ship fitting. Yeah, I found that out when I was modeling the Akitsushima is the, the standard fittings are transferable, and once you get a good reference for the standard fittings, you've got your detail. And I'd ordered 3D printed ammo boxes, but they came from Shapeways. Oh, and no. th they're not nearly as good as this. Yeah, they're, they're, they weren't usable, actually. Yeah, Shapeways has got some catching up to do. Yeah, I, they're, they're I behind the times. same thing. Yeah, so I don't know if there's an ammo locker file out there on Shapeverse. If you'd look for me, I'd appreciate it. I might have a printer of my own by then. I'll, I'll look. If, if I can find one, you're, you can check your mail. All right. All right. Well, Jeff, I, we'll let you get back to the show. Um, we appreciate you stopping by. We certainly appreciate the gifts, and I appreciate you letting me borrow those books for so long. So, Anytime, anytime. My library is your library. Uh, you guys need to have a field trip and come up and see the workshop and the, the library and rate it for some references. Well, that sounds Absolutely. great, but if this is what we get for keeping your books for a year, I'm going to keep them a lot longer. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Well, Jeff, it's good seeing you. I'm, I, I, this... I'm like you, I was amazed at how much I missed this. And a big part of that is seeing, you and I have not seen each other since Indy last year. Yeah, it was, it was this show a little more than a year ago. Yeah. yeah. Was the last show I was at and the last time I saw you and guys. That's, that's when it all hit the fan, like two weeks after that, yeah. pretty yeah. much. And, and it is amazing how much that is a big part of modeling. So... I'm glad to see you, man. I'm going to hopefully see you a lot more in the future. Likewise, likewise. Yeah. It's a real pleasure. Well, thanks for the thanks for the 3D prints. Most appreciate it. Thank you for the, the larceny. That's going to get tapped into tonight after I get home <laughs> from all of this. He just wants to see you finish the ZIS, and that's he knows right. that's the only way it'll happen. All right. Well, let's take a little break here, All Dave. right. Well, Dave, I think by the uh, uh, epic uh, increase in sound quality that uh, folks realize we're probably back in the studio now for the, the follow-on here to our, our podcast. Ho hopefully they realize that, although you're such a good sound engineer. Maybe you've uh, managed to make it all sound just like it was done in studio. Well, the background noise at some level would have been nice, but uh, I think we had a little bit more than we bargained for at uh, the Roscoe yeah. Turner show. <laughs> well, a combina combination of the fact that the building was one of those metal buildings with a concrete floor and the fact that huge number of people turned out and it was, while there was still plenty of space for social distancing and all, it was a lot of people and a lot of people talking, excitedly talking models. So that's that's what they're hearing in the background. So, the, yeah, the background noise was exponentially worse than I thought it was going to be and was prepared for. But, you know, as Yogi Berra said, it we're is what it is. Yep, we're learning. We're learning, and I think uh, we got some usable stuff. I just think uh, hopefully Las Vegas or wherever we end up next will be uh, – a little, little quieter on the, on the background noise. Yeah. I, you know, it was interesting that the background noise was, was so loud that I couldn't filter it out because it was clipping way up into the bottom end of my, our vocal tracks and just huh. monkeying, monkeying with them like crazy. So 
we just had to run them like they are and it's listenable. I think everybody will enjoy it, but uh, we didn't get enough recorded material for an entire episode. And I think we're gonna have to rethink our strategy the next time we do it, but it it was a learning experience and uh, I don't don't know if it lived up to the hype, but uh, we got what we got. I had a hell of a fun time doing it, man. It was great. So did I, man. And we'll talk a little bit more about uh, the Roscoe Turner show here in a little bit. Uh, But where we left off at Roscoe Turner was a countdown to Vegas, Dave. I'm telling you what, uh, having attended the Roscoe Turner show only made me more excited to get to Vegas. Because if if an invitational show had that much energy, that much vitality, I cannot imagine what Vegas is going to look like. Well, at the time of our recording at the Roscoe Turner show, we're only 123 days away from the 2021 IPMS National Convention in dazzling Las Vegas, Nevada. Vegas, baby. It's not far off, man. I know, and it's going by quick. You know, we do these podcasts every two weeks, and, uh, you know, that clips off days really quickly. Oh, I know, because it just seems like a couple of nights go by, and we're having to do this again. I know. Well, I I, I pulled one email out of the listener mail to throw into this segment, because we had a a big dose of information with Bob Lomasaro last episode, so not knowing how Roscoe Turner was was going to go. I kind of hedged my bets and well, I didn't hedge my bets. I took a risk, quite the opposite. And, and I did <laughs> not get in contact with Bob this, this week, but Joe Porsche wrote in who's Bob's right-hand man, who we also need to get on here. Maybe we get those guys on together next time. Maybe. That, that'd be Maybe. a good idea. I'm sure they'd like that. Yeah. Uh, he sent an email based on one of the, li- you know, we had the listener mail come in uh, last episode about, uh, how do, how do you port all this stuff home that you buy in the vendor room, especially if you flew to Vegas and right. you have the old empty suitcase uh, strategy, which is a good one. Oh, yeah. But if you didn't want to do that, uh, Joe informs us that FedEx has a business center on site at the Rio, just adjacent to the convention center. How convenient. Uh, you know, and with the postal rates as they are now, FedEx might not be that much of a stretch, to be honest. No, really, to be honest, uh, uh, probably not. And a little quicker service to, uh, to Might boot. be cheaper at this point. Yeah, well, ain't <laughs> that the truth? Well, we wouldn't be having all this fun if it weren't for our sponsor, Dave. So won't we uh, step back a little bit and have a word from our sponsor, Model Paint Solutions? Plastic Model Mojo is now brought to you by Model Paint Solutions, your source for harder Steenbeck airbrushes, David Union power tools, and laboratory-grade mixing, measuring, and storage tools for use with all your model paints, be they acrylic, enamels, or lacquers. Check them out at www.modelpaintsolutions.com. All right, we're back, and uh, we hope to get John on here very soon. We've got him queued up for for uh, a new segment here in about a week coming up may i think it's this weekend actually we may be talking to him or maybe first of may i can't remember i have to check and see but yeah but uh dr strange brush will be making a, a another appearance on plastic model mojo very soon and uh be delivering a whole lot more useful tips to you guys so look forward to that uh, speaking of uh modeling uh what's your bent modeling bench top look like well i am chipping away haha <laughs> Man. At the Zis 2 anti-tank gun. <laughs> and uh, I think you misunderstood me at the show. You're, you you're, you were under the uh, misconception that I'd finished the chipping. I, I have not finished the chipping, though uh, John Bonani got me fired up uh, when he uh, called me out 
right before we started recording for our special segment with those guys coming up on their show. And, uh, I, I did, uh, plow through the, uh, the main gun assembly. So that, that part's done. And I've been trying to move to the split trail and it's kind of giving me fits because the, uh, with the gun assembly and the shields, it's all got, you know, sharp corners and edges. And it's really kind of obvious what would be banged up and chipped on, on the mm-hmm. gun shield and that sort and all the, all the sheet metal stuff, anything with sharp corners. And I was trying to do some sponge chipping on the, on the split trail arms and a couple problems. One was I was getting a lot of wraparound where it was the side, it was folding over the, the split trail and making vertical, yeah. vertical streaks on the sides. And I wasn't liking that too much. So luckily, if you get on it quick, you can sharpen a toothpick and kind of knock that off. So I got, I got, I recovered from that pretty easily. So there's a tip. Uh, mm-hmm. You can kind of scratch that back off if you c- catch it pretty soon. Uh, and I've gone back to the paintbrush, and I sent you a photograph tonight. I've done done a little bit on one of the split trails, and I kind of got my strategy is thinking that, uh, well, two things. You got the crew climbing over the split trail to 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 use the gun. You got the loader on one side and the gunner on the other, and so their feet are going to bang onto the split trail arms occasionally when they cross over, coming into to and right. from the gun. Uh, and another thing that happens with with you see these guns in tow sometimes in photographs, and with the split trails locked together, they'll pile ammo crates on the split trails and 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 bind them on there with a cable or rope or something. And so they're using it as a, as a trailer essentially. So another reason the tops are, they're going to get banged up. So I'm kind of concentrating on the tops with a little on the sides, not too concerned about the bottom because you can't really see it. Uh, and so far I'm liking the way it's going. Um, and it's getting faster too, which is something we talked, we've talked about in the past. Yeah. And I'm just coming up to where you are finishing. I'm just getting ready to do the chipping. And of course this is completely new to me. So I'm I'm dreading how long I know it will take, but it is good news to hear that it gets faster as you go. And in addition to getting faster, I'm also finding myself um, figuring out some shapes, scratch shapes or, or, you know, big scuffs and things like that and kind of mapping it out with the the lighter shade of green and then Mm -hmm. then coming back. And, and, you know, I'm bracing my both hands together to kind of hit the centers of these lighter green chips with the with the, uh, you know, the oxidized metal. The patina, mm-hmm. the patina is still color, the brown color inside those things. Yeah. And man, I, I tell you, I, I'm really liking the way it's looking. This thing's really coming together. I'm really pleased with it. And hopefully the split trail, uh, if I can keep working on it at the pace I'm working now, it might be done by the weekend. Then we can move on to the wheels. That would be good. See, and that's, I'll be honest with you. That's one of my concerns with my um, essential tremor. I am worried about the the exposed metal inside the chips, whether I can get it to the point where I can get it inside the lighter green chips. So that's going to be a real challenge for me. I've got to say, I'm a little worried about that. Now, another thing I'm doing, let me grab my brush. I can't remember what size it is. It's a five aught. So it's not, it's not, it's Uh not terribly tiny. It's small. That's what she said. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, glad to help. What I'm doing is when I get the paint on the brush, I'm 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 drawing it out along a, a you know the the along, I got a metal one of those aluminum palettes, so I, I got the paint in one of the cups right. thinned out like I want it, and then I'm like drawing it on a clean spot of the palette, 
uh, then flip the brush over 180 degrees and draw it again. And what that does is it flattens the brush out instead of a point, instead yeah. of a round, it's now a, a pointed flat. If that, ma- gotcha. that makes sense. And I use the, I use the knife edge, you know, it's got two narrow edges where you flattened it out and that's what I'm using. So you can draw that brush down to something like a, a 10 aught, but, yeah. but you got a lot more paint in the brush yeah. and you can just kind of use that, that flattened edge of the brush to work, work. It's, it's really good for working edges and corners, I find. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my strategy. Well, so, well, I've got to, I've got to hop back on mine. You do. You need to hop back on it. Well, it's your turn now. What's, what are you working on besides that? Wait a minute. Is that all you That's got? That's all I got, You're man. Not, nothing everything nothing else, else on the bench. Nothing else on the bench. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, man. Well, uh, I've got the M30, which we just discussed. It's uh, pin-washed and ready for chipping. Um, I actually may also do a little dot filtering first, but I'm not, not sure. And I'm not sure if I want to do dot filtering before chipping. I think so. What kind of oil paints you got? Uh, so, well, I've got a couple of, uh, Ablatung 502s, but I've got, uh, a set of just regular tube oils. Now, let me, let me tell you my favorites on the, on the green. Uh-huh. I really like the, uh, the faded navy blue. Yeah. And the, uh, there's a dark green, faded green. Yeah. I don't know which ones you got. And those are kind of dark colors. I really like the blue over the 4BO. Especially when you blend it out, yeah. it, it's it gives an interesting color shift. You, you can get it away from blue. Do you have their olive green? Uh, I don't think I've got that. Well, I might have their olive green. I'm not sure I do. Yeah, I think you're going to want to pick that up if you don't. Okay. That one goes a long okay. way with uh, kind of unifying the colors. I, anyway, there you go. Well, thank you. I need the need the tip. So I'm like I said, I'm I'm sitting here just ready to do. Um, Dot filter followed by chipping. I think I've probably been putting it off because of my concerns about my ability to chip given the challenges. Uh, the mosquito is almost ready to be primed, but I found myself uh, over the last week, week and a half, a little bit more than a little bit frustrated that my model room was at constant critical mess. And so I took did a stop time, stopped, and and did some major reorganizing, rearranging. And so I devoted some time for, to that. And then since I wasn't really feeling the Mosquito or the M30, I pulled the, uh, the missiles out of the TU-128 kit that I'm building that's kind of been pushed off to the side while these other two have gotten worked on. And so I pulled them out. Uh, pulled the AA-5 ASH missiles out of the kit, figuring that I was going to have to to do a lot to them to tart them up. Because, you know, most missiles on 72nd scale kits, they're not particularly well detailed. Um, but I've got to say, pleasantly surprised that the uh, ones in the trumpeter kit were actually pretty darn good compared to the prototype items. Uh, the only thing that was missing was a reinforcing plate on each side of the fins toward the back. And then that reinforcing plate has four fair sized rivets, round head rivets uh, on the plate. And so last year I bought that RP tools chopper, um, but had never used it. 
And this was a chance for me to uh, take and make, because there are eight plates on each missile that I had to manufacture uh, eight times four, 32 identical reinforcing plates. So you can do math. Thank you. Well, not very well. I'm slow. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not an engineer. But so what I did was I pulled the chopper out and uh, uh, some uh, 005 uh, plastic sheet, and I cut a strip of the plastic sheet that was right for the size of the reinforcing plate in one dimension. And then I took the chopper, which has, I mean, this is what makes it really good besides the fact that it's real tight tolerances and it's all metal. Um, and it has a stop that you can adjust. So I figured out the length that I needed to make a, a uniform reinforcing plate. I set the stopper and then just chopped away and got as many of those reinforcing plates as I wanted, every one the exact same. There was no, especially when you're using 005 plastic, yeah. you you don't get any flex in the blade. Sometimes if you're trying to use one of these choppers to cut really thick plastic, the razor blade will actually flex and give you a, a, a curve on one edge, on the cutting edge. But when you're cutting this 005 stuff, it just, I mean, it's like a knife through butter. It's like paper. I mean, it's so thin. Oh, yeah, it is. It's real, very similar to that. And so I, I managed to cut them. In fact, it took me longer to place them, glue them all on the missiles than it did to actually manufacture them. And then I was going to make 128 individual rivet heads Yay. Um, out of plastic. Uh, and quickly realized that was a stupid idea. So you ended up with a really great suggestion, which is the Archer decal 3D rivet heads. They make uh, uh, several sets, and uh, I went and ordered two of them, and it turns out that one of them has the rivet spaced perfectly, so I should be able to apply all four rivets together in one decal on the on the the reinforcing plate, and that should speed that up. And then once that's done, at that point, it's actually the missiles are ready to prime. So uh, used a new tool, got a new product. Uh, just uh, you know, as far as uh, uh, what's what's your plan for getting better? I'm, I'm learning stuff. Well, that's an excellent application for one of those chopper type tools, regardless of which one you got. I mean, when you need repetitive, you know, the scratch building, yeah, yeah, good on you. That that's I that, when I replaced all the the uh, access hatches on the top of my 70 second scale catapult for the E16, I, I did the exact same thing. Yeah, the, the, it is a. And, and I am a huge fan of 005 and 010 plas uh, sheets and plastic art. Those are the the easiest to work with, the easiest to manipulate. You got to watch how much cement you put on that five thousandths, though, man. That stuff that stuff will go. It'll go away real quick. <laughs> yeah, it will literally melt. For for the rest of the world, that's like a, a little more than a tenth of a millimeter. So it's it's yes. pretty thin. Pretty thin stuff. Do, do you know what I use it for uh, quite often? What? If I have a, a fairly large piece of photo etch. 
yeah. I will glue that photo etch to a piece of 5,000 styrene, then cut it out with the styrene still on the photo etch and yep. glue it onto the model with liquid cement. Yep. Because you can do that to the point that basically it it melts almost all the plastic. So it, the photo etch is really not standing any prouder than it otherwise would have if you'd attached it directly. And it won't work with everything, but for, for larger pieces, have a you know big enough surface area you can do that. Yeah. Because yep. I, I hate super glue. And it's it's easy it's <laughs> it's easier to glue it to a sheet and not care how good a job you did and then cut it out than yeah. uh glue it to the model and uh muck it all up. Well what I've what I've done and I forget who who suggested this and it really works out well as far as I'm concerned is I will use either a little bit of gator glue or a little bit of future and put a dot where I want the um, photo etch to go on the model. I'll put a dot of gator glue or a dot of future. Then I will apply the photo etch and I can move it around. And then when I get it where I want, I just let go the it's it's sitting there sticking lightly because of the gator glue or the or the future and then i'll come back with a a one of those eyeliner uh brushes that i buy by a hundred from amazon with the real sharp point and i'll get some black super glue and run it around the edge of the photo etch and then uh you know, pull the old uncle night shift trick of coming back in with with uh debonder on a brush to remove the excess Man, we got all kinds of tips tonight. I know, I know. <laughs> Great. So, uh, do we have an interview? Uh, yeah, let's let's uh, dive back into the uh, material from the Roscoe Turner show and talk about our uh, little special mission we had set up uh, via the Facebook page before we before we got to the show. It was a great special mission. It was. So, uh, here you go, guys. Enjoy. All right, Dave, we got another special guest here. All right. Introduce yourself, sir. Well, my name's Mike Reiki. I'm from the Indianapolis area here and got tasked with a a special mission for you guys and was glad I was able to come through. Well, we appreciate it. Uh, That special mission has earned you the title of uh, Mojovian Special Agent 001. That's right. Yes. And uh, what do you model, man? What what got you here? Um, This is my second show the first one was this one last year okay so, that's the last one we went to by it, the way yeah the last one that there has been i do a little bit of everything armor aircraft some ships sci-fi every scale not a constant guy at all huh that's that's unusual in this day and age yeah i uh started you know same thing little kid build models got out of it for a bit Moved to uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana from Reno, Nevada five years ago. Okay. We went to the Air Force Museum, and my dad was with us, and I said, you know, I've always wanted to build a model of the Valkyrie. So for Christmas, he got me a model of the Valkyrie, and that got me back into it. You built the ATM kit of the... Yeah. Oh, my. It's a turd. I was going to say... Good thing you were a kid, because that would drive you nuts as a... No, that's that's the one that I got back into. he got back into modeling, (laughs) built that kit, and continued to model. That is amazing. That's pretty bad. It it takes some work, but you can make a good-looking kit out of it. You can, but, man, that is the opposite of, to me, a shake the box and, and, and have it roll out that it is 
And but, here's the scary thing. I have a second one. Oh, all right. This is your serious build. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna build this one, but I want to do it the all chipped up, flaked off version. Yeah, oh, man. It, it's gonna be it's gonna be a a big build. Well, even after you build that turd of a kit, you gotta paint it white. You gotta paint and it white. White is such a hard color to pull I, off. That I spray can the first one. Won't do that with all the chipping that's going to be involved in the second one. Yeah, but yeah, it's uh back into it like I said, and God, probably in the last three years, I've probably built thirty kits or so. That's great. That's man. great progress. That are, are you in Indy now? You live yep. in Indianapolis. I'm in Indianapolis now. Are you in their club? I am not. I'm. I'm going to have to get into that. All right. Well, or, look into that. I'm sure they'd appreciate it. Yep. You, for might, sure. you might enjoy it. We I, we haven't had many live club meetings in, in a while. But let's get to what you got you here. Um, last year, Dave and I came to Indianapolis, and uh, there's a little local restaurant here called Patties of Jamaica. It's a Caribbean restaurant. And for some reason, they like to be closed on Saturdays and Sundays to our chagrin uh, last year. Uh, so I tried to circumvent that this year, and I put out on the Facebook page a local to maybe run an errand for us, which you did. And uh, you've brought us three bags of frozen patties of Jamaica, Jamaican meat patties. Yes, sir. And uh, we're going to take those home and enjoy them this weekend. It's just a crazy thought I had, and you came through, man. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, not a problem. So, first off, cash-wise, what do I owe you? Uh, don't worry about it. Call no. it my uh, donation to the, the podcast. Oh, no. I've, I've listened to every episode. You guys provide me with one heck of a... Oh, man. One heck of a service, and I appreciate that. So Well, we do have a gift for you. Ah, uh, the, the plastic the, model mojo. The, the, the show favorite, man. Yeah, that's right. Gumball. So I, don't know if you like, I don't know if you like that or not. I do love me some three Floyds. Okay, oh. well, that's definitely not their worst. No, not at all. <laughs> it the, is good stuff. The Bavarian Haze is my go-to, but I think uh, that's the, the Tamiya kit. The Tamiya kit yeah. box. Oh, well, yeah. That, that, oh, yeah. Have you have you stopped and read all the little oh, it's, print? It's, on, it's awesome. hilarious. Yeah, it's it's great. <laughs> Mike and I have tried to get a hold of the folks at Three Floyds because we would like to talk to the person who did that. Yeah, because that clearly that's somebody who was a modeler at one point. Absolutely, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, well, I can't. I, I'll tell you what. I've got got some gumball head at home. I can't wait to have a gumball head and one of those Jamaican meat patties. There you go. Well, Mike, we'll let you get back to shopping. We appreciate you stopping by. We thank you for running the errand for us and enjoy the beer. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right. All right. Well, we're back, and uh, it's time for What Broke Your Wallet, Dave. Uh, Let's break this into two parts. Let's talk about the show first. Yes, that's what I was going to suggest. Let's start about uh, Roscoe Turner. So for the first time in 13 months, I was exposed to a vendor room. And uh, I got news for you. I was a little wor- in a big vendor room. Lots of vendors, lots of product. It was great. And I'll be honest with you, I was a little worried that I might go a little crazy. Um, however, I showed a fair amount of restraint. I ended up picking up only one kit, and that is the Fine Molds uh, R2Y1 Kuhn, which was a Japanese experimental reconnaissance aircraft. Uh, It was developed at uh, the end of the war, Uh, only flew once, May of uh, 45, and then was destroyed in bombing uh, three days later. And they didn't, they had two others under manufacture, but neither one of those got finished before the end of the war. 
but I've been looking for that kit to help round out my Japanese collection. Got a really good deal on it. Uh, then I found some AK paints. Uh, somebody was selling individual bottles and sets of AK. And uh, I picked up a few of those because uh, I real as much as I still prefer enamels, uh, those AK real color paints are probably my second choice when it comes to paints. So I uh, picked up some more of them. And then I went over to Market Starfighter, who was there vending. Uh, in fact, he said it's the only show he's going to be doing in this area until next year. Uh, and he had uh, a couple of sets of decals that I picked up. And then I picked up a resin interior set that I immediately got rid of. And uh, that was my shopping for, for Roscoe Turner. It wasn't bad. I, 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 I was I was proud of my restraint. <laughs> so how did you do at Roscoe Turner? I didn't do too bad. Somebody gifted me a an interior resin interior set from Starfighter decals for a SOC a Seagull seventy second scale. Seventy second scale. I, I appreciate that very much, Dave. Mm. Traded it for Not for meat patties, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I also spent uh, a fair nickel at uh, Starfighter. Uh-huh. Uh, what all I pick up? I picked up uh, a Pratt & Whitney Wasp engine for maybe the Seagull, maybe for something else. Kingfisher. I don't know what else it went into. It went into a lot. I, it, like into the 1960s even. It's a pop, oh, popular yeah. engine. Uh, that's just a little, little resin engine casting. I picked up... Uh, the uh, photo etched rigging set for the seagull, mm-hmm. which is flat rigging, which was, you know, I'm learning too. Right. Uh, American planes of that era had a flat, flat tape type rigging on them. Yep. And they uh, did. so the photo etch kind of lends itself to that. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, trying to think what else I got. I got a set of uh, decals. I did get decals. I got decals for the uh, Sikorsky uh, Sea King. Uh, old six, mm-hmm. old sixty six from the Apollo missions, uh, specifically the Apollo thirteen set. It's, it's exclusive to one yeah. one one aircraft. So, uh, yeah. I've I've been wanting to do that one. You know, Dragon just boxed a, a kit with the the helicopter and the capsule and the and the the balloons and all that. Yeah, and uh, I imagine if Dragon's decals haven't gotten any better over the years, I can I can tell you that Mark's decals are fantastic starfighter i have used uh, starfighter decals on two or three occasions and they are very very good on register very thin uh react very well with uh setting solutions i i can't recommend them highly enough so i know you'll be pleased i i think that's all i got from him really okay i feel like i'm missing something I don't know. Did you pick any? Did you pick anything else up from anybody else? Well, you know, one of my favorite things to do at a show is, uh, you know, you got all these individual sellers or hobby shop vendors, and they've usually got this big box of stuff they're just trying to get rid of, and and it's just it's yep. just full of crap, man. Just usually sitting right at the foot of their table. That's right. Usually sitting right at the foot of the table or at the end of the table. And there's there was one of these such boxes there, and I started digging around. I found uh, 
these resin cast uh, building ruins in one seventy second scale as well. So I and I made a deal and I picked up three of them. I will see, and that's what I was going to say. The nice thing about it is when you see a vendor who has a box like that, you know he wants to get rid of that crap. He's been carrying it around show after show, and it's stuff that gets consigned to that box is stuff that. He just wants to go away. He wants to get as much money as he can get out of it. And it will exactly. just about take anything. <laughs> and we'll take nearly anything. So if you, you take the time and, you know, it's a time consuming process because these, there's no organization. You never know what you're going to encounter. But if you take the time to dig through these things, you can get some amazing deals. It makes me wonder if you just made an offer on the entire box and then parted it out on your own and sold it on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kind of, kind of like be a mini Turk. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Speaking of which, the Turk was at the show and bought a couple of vendors out. Uh, I think that's all I bought at the show. But uh, I think what's amazing, being a 35th scale armor guy primarily, that everything I bought was 72nd scale, and almost <laughs> and and the lion's share of it was for aircraft. So. We've got him, guys. I think I've Mark. I made. I've, it will be a full convert, but it's going to be a expanded horizons. There you go. There you go. Well, I'm building thirty fifth scale. I, I, I know mean, you, you are. Know, it's good a, for you. We, we're we're expanding. So, well, while that might have been all you got at Roscoe Turner, it wasn't necessarily all you got. So, um, Mike and. Uh, Mike and Jim and I got together and I placed a Hannitz order combining stuff that all of us wanted to combine the shipping costs and, and all. Uh, and that box arrived and Mike had, uh, Mike had ordered a few things from Hannitz and not maybe as much as I did, but, uh, he made us, he made, made a significant order. So what did you get? Well, I did get one 135th scale offering. I got the FMC 35 light tank from ICM. So yeah. looking forward to that. Wait, F- FCM 36. 36, yes. You yeah. are correct. I'm wrong. Yeah, all right. Uh, and the, <laughs> then again, the rest of the, the balance is all 72nd scale aircraft accessories. Yes, it is. I think I've got WASP engines from a couple of companies, maybe. Yes, you do, and some and, brass uh, uh, and some brass machine guns. Yep, and they are very nice looking. All right, well, that's that's the advantage, guys, of being the one to place the order. Get to see it all. Is that I get to I get to go through all of it before I distribute it out. So uh, you know, I get to examine all of it, and those are some really nice uh, brass machine guns. One of which I think probably will work on your. Uh, your Paul float plane. Well, I'm I'm not going to use it on that one. Oh, aren't you? Well, okay. the 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 Paul is actually the the rear armament for it's actually from the prototype aircraft. It's got the the their, their copy, the Japanese copy of the Lewis gun with the flat drum on top. Yeah, yeah. The the service versions of those aircraft had the German MG13 with the double saddle right type feet on them. So they 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 changed the gun on them. So now everybody knows Mike's aircraft will be. We're more representative of the prototype than the uh, fielded fielded version, but uh, don't tell don't tell anybody. I've got a bunch of uh, German MG13s in resin and brass in seventy second scale, man. Well, the thing is, the ammo stowage in the in the on the sidewalls is already 
Oh, it's already the already Lewis, Lewis gun. So okay, learn as I go. That's learn right. as I go. But what what did you get from Hannah? My my order pales by comparison. Yes, well, I ordered the Tecom Yamato turret. Uh oh, uh, which was the big part, big item. You, you know that old Johnny Cash song, "One Piece at a Time." Yes. Yep. Uh, <laughs> um, inch Inch and I talked about that at the at the Roscoe Turner show because. They have announced the secondary armament for the Yamato as another kit. So we are speculating whether they're just building a 72nd scale Yamato one piece at a time. There you go. Or at least all the all the significant parts of if it. If they release the, the main stack as a standalone kit, you, you know, you'll know what's up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that will, that will definitely confirm it. Well, in addition, the same kit that's going to have the secondary armament, it's also going to have the the front and rear anchors, which, you know, if they're manufacturing the anchors, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if they're, they've already made a commitment. I'm, 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 listen, if they did, more power to them. Of course, if you piece this thing out, it's going to cost thousands of dollars to buy the whole thing. But you, but but you uh, might actually get it done. <laughs> yes, that's true, too. That's true, too. But I bought the Yamato turret. Uh, I also bought a 35th scale armor kit. Uh, I bought the uh, IBG uh, TKS, the little Russian, or I mean, the little Polish tankette. Uh, I got the version with the 20 millimeter cannon. Yep, I got that in the stash and, myself. Uh, and it, uh, you know, they only built 40 of those. Uh, they had, uh, you know, a, a lot of the machine gun armed versions, but the 20 millimeter version, uh, there were only about 40 of those. Uh, it comes with figures. It comes with link and length uh, tracks, which are really, really tiny. Uh, I did open that up and fondle it already. Uh, the 20 millimeter gun is in brass and you also get brass screens. And I've got to say it's a, and, and it comes with a complete interior. I'm not sure that I'm going to, um, you know, to do a complete interior in mine, but man, it's, it is a nice kit. I've got to say, I was really impressed. And, uh, and even at, even at 35th scale, the thing's like three inches square when it's done. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tiny. I mean, it is, I don't see how two people got in it. Literally. I'm not sure how two people squeezed into that thing, but it's, it's amazing. And, uh, I'm, I'm anxious once the M30 is done, I'm anxious to actually get into a second 35th scale kit. So maybe that makes up a little bit for your, uh, conversion to 72nd scale. Uh, I got one more kit. I got the Dora Wings Turbo Porter. Have you ever seen the movie Air America with Robert Downey Jr. and Mel Gibson? Yes. Okay. There's a scene in there where they're flying a turbo porter and they land on the side of a hill. And I've ever since I've seen that scene in that movie, I've wanted to build a turbo porter. In that scheme? And, uh, well, the the kit I bought has a UN scheme, a white UN scheme. Well, it turns out, of course, after I purchase this kit, I find out they're going to release an Air America scheme. They're going to release another boxing with an Air America scheme. So 
uh, and I'm sure somebody's going to do, if they haven't done it already, somebody's going to do an aftermarket set of decals for Air America. Because I'd like to do, I might even do the bird from the movie, which I'm not sure was painted up exactly as the actual aircraft were in Laos. Well, you know, but, you know what you uh, need to do? What? You need to convince Bates that he wants to build a UN version, but get him to buy the Air America version. Then you just, then, then you just swap out. Yeah, but he wants to do the Air America version too. We've already talked. Well, then about tell him that, you know so. he's never going to finish it, so just send you the decals. <laughs> send me decals. Okay, <laughs> that's what I'll do. Other than that, then I bought some uh, photo etch for uh, a MiG twenty five interior, uh, and I bought some masks for the TU one twenty eight trumpeter TU one twenty eight because um, I didn't have a mask set. And uh, as I've said previously on the episodes. Uh, I've taken a firm resolution that I'm not building any aircraft with a cockpit uh, and a canopy without uh, a, a pre-cut mask set for it. So I took care of that. Well, we're going to have to ratchet it back a little bit. We've we've bought a lot of stuff. I know. I know. Now we got to get building. That's right. We got to get building. Well, let's talk about the Roscoe Turner show. Hell, I could talk about that forever. It was a fantastic, uh, I, I knew I was going to enjoy it. Um, I didn't realize how much I missed it and how excited I was going to get getting there and doing, uh, participating in it. Um, it was a great show, uh, props to the, to the Roscoe Turner chapter, uh, they took a chance. They moved their show, got it into a big facility. I am sure they were worried that people might still be COVID shy. You know, if that happens and you, people don't show up, it's, it's a kind of a disaster. But the exact opposite occurred. Uh, obviously, I was not the only one who was anxious to get to a show. They had a huge turnout, 904 models, which was a double their usual of about 500 models or so. And obviously, we all have been spending the last year uh, building models yeah, no, uh, no doubt. while we're locked no down. No doubt about that. Because, man, they, there was turnout, baby. It was amazing. Now, uh, like I said, this was a big fairgrounds thing and we were inside these big metal buildings on concrete pads. The nice thing about that was that when a huge number of people showed up, there was still plenty of space. You weren't on top of each other. You know, you weren't, you weren't forced to rub elbows as you walked up and down aisles, stuff like that. So there was plenty of social distancing space. Pretty much everybody was wearing masks the the people were paying attention to to that sort of thing nobody was was crazy about it and uh we got to see a lot of our uh a lot of the listeners and i, I told mike that the weirdest thing that happened that i just completely did not expect mike and i are standing in the model room we're looking at a model we're talking and somebody walks up behind us and they recognized I guess both of us by our voice. And I never, never in a million years considered that, that because we do the podcast, somebody would recognize us by our voices. Like, are you Dave and Mike? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's exactly what happened. Uh, 
and you know what? That's that was. I will say that was the best thing at the show, at least for me, was getting to meet all of these people who listen and the some many of them we've interacted with by email or on the Facebook page, but getting to actually see them and meet them uh, uniformly, great people, uh, all of whom came up and told us how much they enjoyed it and how much they uh, uh how how much they were listening to us while they were modeling and it helped maintain their mojo. I I just absolutely was thrilled. How about you? Well, I had a blast too, but let's, let's segment this up a little bit. The, 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 right. the vendor room where we were, uh, the downside was the noise. The, the upside was the, the cavernous expanse they had and the fact that they actually filled it up with vendors. Yes. Uh, yep. I, I I know there were more vendors at that show than there was at the Roscoe Turner show at the high school on the other side of town. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Absolutely there were. Now, there were some, some key folks who weren't there. David Doyle wasn't there selling his books, and uh, uh, John Wojtek wasn't there with a UMM, which, right. uh, which unfortunately I was hoping to get, was going to talk to on the podcast, but, uh, they, they weren't there, but for whatever reason, but man, they certainly backfilled it with secondhand kit dealers and a few hobby shop type things. I've never seen so much paint and weathering product in one place. You know, I've got a picture of that, the paint rack you bought the, uh, from the guy who had all the AK stuff. Yeah. Uh, it was unbelievable. Yeah. It was like, uh, very rarely do you have that much opportunity at an invitational type show. Yeah. I mean, th- there yeah. was so much stuff there. Oh my gosh. It was, it, it, it was the way a national, it was the size of a vendor room of a nationals 25 years ago. It was uh, just, tons of vendors and not only tons of vendors but tons of really good vendors oh yeah i mean there there was a lot of good stuff and and uh you had no problem spending your money there well you know when i get a show i I, i've kind of stopped having a shopping list because you you always end up disappointed (laughs) yes but you also also find that you also find a lot of stuff you didn't know you needed True enough. True. true enough. And and well, the, one of the nice things for me about vendor rooms, I mean, uh, you know, the internet is the internet and we can all go online and order something, but a vendor room gives you a chance to actually look at the items. Uh, you know, you can see pictures of them from on a, on a website, a uh, 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 website where, where some hobby distributor or whatever is selling them, but the actual chance to get, to touch and look at the item and it gives you a much better buying experience. And, uh, uh, there was plenty of, plenty of model stuff to touch at the Roscoe Turner show. Well, you know, we, we did, we, we did meet a lot of people and got a lot yeah. of, got a lot of positive feedback, gave a lot of stickers away. Yes. So if you, if you got one, send us a picture where you stuck it. Uh, nothing obscene, please. I will tell you my favorite story. Uh, that one of our listeners told us um, was the fact that they got a new member in their club 
because that person was listening to our podcasts and, and, you know, we encourage them to reach out if they're at a, um, if, if they're near a local IPMS chapter modeling club to reach out. And one of the, one of our listeners told us about the fact that they gained a new member because of the fact that those, that person listened to the show and took that advice. And that made my day right then and there. Well, we can, we can expound on that a little bit. That was, uh, sure. Michael Aluzzi wrote us the email from the, uh, Jack Wislick Polish Coast Watchers chapter of the IPMS up in Peoria, Illinois. And uh, the member who joined from watch, listening to the podcast was uh, Mr. Derek Shaw. And we got to meet meet him at the show. And I I, yes. I wanted to talk to him, but uh, the day got away from us. And, and just that's what happens uh, when you don't plan too much for how the show is going to go down when you're trying to podcast from one. We'll, we'll work on that. Yeah. But uh, Derek, it was good to meet you. And Glad you're listening to the podcast and glad you found a chapter club, a home club to, to be a part of. And, uh, I think he told me he builds a lot of everything, which that's, that's a good approach too. Yep. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about the model room a little bit. I was waiting for you to, to get into that. First of all, 904 models. That's a lot. That's a lot of models. I mean, it was incredible. And not only a lot of models, the quality was mind-blowing. I didn't envy the judges. Uh, They did some splits, uh, which they, Lord knows they needed to with that many models. Um, I I did not envy them having to go through and judge those categories because, wow, there was a lot of good stuff. And, And all the categories were stacked. Yes, that's right. There were no, none of the, nobody got an award because they were the only guy who entered the category. Or there are only three. Yeah, exactly. I could be wrong because I didn't look at every category to the, to, Neither did to I. the, well, I probably did, but not to the point to know how many entries were in each one. But uh, it sure looked like that, uh, you know, even, even real space. Yes. Real space was amazing. Oh, yeah. In the number of entries. That is obviously, and I don't know if that's related to SpaceX and and the U.S. being back in the manned space flight business and all of this and Starship and all of this other stuff, but it seems to me that real space is coming around to be a real growing category. All, all the categories are stacked, like I said, and just the, oh man, the quality. There are some really amazing models there. Yes. Yep. You should have entered. Yeah, well, uh, this since this is the first time we podcasted from a show, and I was, you know, bringing my stuff to vend. I was getting rid of some old kits and all. I just didn't want to have to deal with one more thing, one more which thing. was transporting a model. So I took I took a pass this time. Well, I didn't I didn't uh, take a pass. I know, I know. And that $50 bill you taped under your uh, entry form apparently did some good. No, my little Airfix Bofors and Morris Tractor benefited from a category split. And uh, they, they split it by scale, I think. Yes, I think and, they did. Uh, Best I, I, I end tell. up with a first. So I'm going to retire that little scene until uh, regional or nationals or maybe the regional show at, at RightCon. Yeah. And uh, Well, you know, one of the things that I found encouraging from that, um, 
the downside was you walked out of there with a giant head and, uh, you know, take a while to deflate. But the, the upside was, I think it really makes a point that you can even take an older model. I mean, while that's not a bad kit, it is in no way, shape or form modern technology. No, not at all. Uh, I mean, the, and, and the kit, you know, has been molded long enough that the, the molds are getting a little long in the tooth and, and it just goes to show that if you apply good technique and good modeling technique, you can take one of those older kits and turn it into something that uh, that shows very respectably at a model show. Well, and it has, and I appreciate that. I, I did. That was the whole point of that was to make it the tightest build I could, given what I had to work with, and to take my time and do a good paint job on it. And uh, yep. I didn't. I I I tarted it up a little bit. I got put the gun sight rings on there and put the windshield wipers and the window glazing in it. But other than that, you know. Yeah. It just uh, pretty much out of the box after that. So I'm 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 pleased with the way that that turned out. I'm 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 hot to do another one now. Well, good. You've got that SA2 kit. Yeah, I know, but you know it's another desert kind. Well, I could do a North Vietnamese one. Oh yeah, the the two-tone green. There are great pictures of them where they're camouflaged on on the on the launcher in a two-tone green scheme. Well, you have to send me some pictures. I will do so. <laughs> I will do so. So, in a nutshell, the Roscoe Turner show was was phenomenal. Exceeded, I'm sure, it exceeded their expectations. Yeah, which makes me wonder yep. what the Nationals is going to be like. That is absolutely where my thought processes went. I've already thought that, given the fact that we missed a year for having a Nationals, that there was going to be demand. Um, you know, the shows out West tend to be a little bit smaller than the shows in Central or Eastern United States. But there's a part of me that's thinking that for sure Vegas will be the largest Western national that IPMS has ever seen. And with the amount of enthusiasm and pent-up energy, I don't know. It could it could surprise us all as far as size and numbers no, could. You're right. so but i all i can tell you is i can't wait all right well let's go back to roscoe turner one more time and hear a few words from our number one fan in chicago land mr hector cologne all right we got hector cologne with us here from the butch o'hare chapter hector jack to your second appearance here because I, I gaffed the first time you were here <laughs> Oh, well, thank you for having me back. Well, I'm glad. To, how'd the judging go, by the way? It went really well. It, their their system is really neat. Okay. It, it's only a first, second, and third place. So, and all the categories are separated. So, yeah, it, it went pretty well. Luckily, we had enough people, volunteers, so. Yeah, that's a big problem sometimes, isn't it? Yes, it is. Well, given, well, given how many models were entered, I, I thought it, the judging might drag out a whole lot longer. Right. I think the final number was 904. Oh, my wow. God. That's a lot for an invitational. Yes. yes. That's, that's unbelievable, really. And it's been crowded in the vendor room all day today, too. Yes, yes it has. So I think the answer to that question is out there now. So. Yeah, and like I, like I told you earlier, this has made me nervous for our show in November. Well, give us some information about your show. Well, we... This will be our 35th annual Butcher Hair Model Show. It's normally held in uh, the second no Saturday of November. This year was probably the first Saturday okay. of November. 
and uh, we are looking for a new venue. At the moment, we're uh, the club president and I will be inspecting the place next Saturday, and if it works for the works, we're just going to pull the trigger and book it. Okay, mm-hmm. well, sounds good. Didn't you all used to hold it in school? Yes, we did. Lake Lakeview Junior High School. Okay. So. And just that that's not available now, or you outgrew it, or well, number one, we did outgrow it, and the school board doesn't confirm their schedule until late July mm-hmm. when they have their annual meeting. Gotcha. So, and that just doesn't give us enough time to book something. Gotcha. And get all the advertising out. So, we decided to move it, and we moved it to a hotel north of us however that hotel was sold and then closed oh, that's, man. Why that's why we're looking for a new venue <laughs> well good, good luck finding it thank Hope, you wish you guys the best and just thank you hector for your support of the po- our podcast and all the podcasts and all the gifts you've sent us from the club uh, a lot of great stuff we really appreciate you guys listening and enjoying it and it's just been a pleasure communicating with you over, over the last year you are very welcome um, i'm it glad you like it. it it's been it's just a unforeseen a blessing, really. All the feedback we've gotten, and uh, to find out our show and all the shows uh, mean so much to the modeling community out there. Because uh, you know, a lot of people didn't even know what podcasting was before before the pandemic. Believe it or not, right? Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't really didn't know what uh, podcasts were. My wife was the one who actually got into them first. Okay, and then N- well, not ours, I assume. No, <laughs> no. And oh, then come I start, on, Mike! Start, You've got a sexy voice. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so I started. I started listening to podcasts. So then I started searching for podcasts, which interested me. And the first one was naturally on the bench. Those characters down in down in Australia. Yep. And then I found you guys. And then the guys up in Canada, and and now we have the yep. one in Utah, and yep. the one that just started down in Virginia. So yeah. It's and so one out of really the UK. Grown. Yeah, and one out of the UK. So, what did your wife listen to? Podcast, true crime, or yeah, that is true crime. That is the biggest uh, area of podcasting of uh, in the entire podcast arena is true crime. Right, and I've I've even got hooked onto some true crime podcasts. Yeah. So, well, the vendor room's been stacked. I mean, I can't believe it. There's a lot of people here. Most of them are, are shuffling off now. We're getting a little late in the day, but did you find anything good? I wasn't looking for anything. My stack, my stash at home is big enough. Yeah, I was actually looking for decals. This is a, this was a oh, raffle C- prize. Oh, okay, the old Sequest, the old short run TV show. Right. So I'm actually, I was like looking for decals, but nobody oh. had any 48 scale Mirage Israeli markings. Okay. Huh. So well, so hey, that answers that okay. question. You what you build 48 scale modern mostly? Yes, I well I actually started in the figure arena. Okay. Uh, when I was in California, I was a member of the Scams Club, yeah, yes. primarily a, a figure club. Yeah, and then I moved into gaming miniatures, which I'm doing right now. I have a whole army of Blood Angels on my on my desk, <laughs> and yeah, I primarily build 48 scale aircraft. Okay, well, cool. So I am working on a diorama, which this idea is still rolling around in my head, which will be a 1970 Ford Mustang, ah. restored. And the, it took me a while to find an actual female mechanic figure that actually didn't make. I'm <laughs> with this. Yeah. <laughs> the 
bot, the body proportions were actually yeah. believable. Believable, <laughs> if, if not t trending toward average. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> In other words, not Playboy model who then became uh, a car or, mechanic. Or hot, rod yeah. ma hot, mar hot Rod Magazine. You know, someone yeah. who doesn't model, make yeah. Barbie look like olive oil. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so, but... I've, all got, right. I've got a few things on my desk. Well, thanks you for joining us again. Thank a pleasure to meet much. you face to face, and we appreciate all the support. And uh, have a safe trip back to Chicagoland. Thanks. And if you guys are up in Chicago in November, we'd love to have well, you. All we'll right, make man. an effort. Okay. All right. Thank Take you. Care. All right. Bye. Bye. You know, it was it was great to finally meet Hector. He's been a big fan of the show, our, not just our show, all the shows. And he sent us all yes. that all that swag, all the pens and lanyards and T-shirts and and uh, just a really swell guy. I really enjoyed talking to yep. him. Yep. And I'll tell you what, that that theme runs through all of the listeners who came up and talked to us. Everyone just nice as they could be, wonderful people, uh, you know, guys wanting to talk modeling and it's it it really keeps the mojo alive. He sees he's a natural in the mic too. I actually inch inch was as well. So yes, they, he was. they all were. I think everybody likes talking about their hobby. Is the nutshell oh, in the nutshell? Absolutely. That, that's that's the common theme. There is that everybody likes talking about their hobby. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Mike, we're getting to the end of the episode. Uh, uh, you got some shout outs. I do have some shout outs. Do you have some shout outs? I have one big shout out. All right. Well, I'll go first and you can throw that one in and I'll finish up. Okay. Uh, my first one goes to John uh, Paisano. We had a little fun with him uh, during the listener mail about going to sleep during the podcast and missing the, uh, missing the uh, information about how to, how to, how to donate to the show. Uh, but John and a few of our regulars and you know who you are regulars have uh, made some contributions over the last couple of weeks and we really appreciate it. And to do that, if somebody else would like to do that, go to www.plasticmodelmojo.com. And in the upper right-hand corner, you will see an icon shaped like a heart. You can use that icon to go directly to PayPal and contribute to our efforts. And it's most appreciated to help us get this show on the road and uh, just keep us bringing the show to you. So we, we really appreciate it. Absolutely. You all have been very generous. It's allowed us to actually pay the costs of hosting and upgrade the equipment. Hopefully, you, I sound a little better because I've got a, a mic mounted on a boom now. Um, so we appreciate all that. You're, you're, we didn't expect it. Your all support is great. My big shout out is to the entire Roscoe Turner chapter. Guys, you took a chance. You put yourself out there and you put on an amazing show. It was great from experience wise. It was great from beginning to end. The folks helping with the vendors were right there and answered any questions we needed, helped get, helped get us to where we needed to be. The registration officials were great. The, the judges, huge shout out to the judges. Because when double the number of models show up that you were expecting and you still manage to get the whole thing judged, awards out, and everybody on their way by 4 o'clock in the afternoon, you all did a great job. Oh, I thought we were going to be there till dark. Oh, I did too. I was, pre I was prepared for that. And it was like, you know... It, it, not that I minded because I could walk around that dang vendor room all day, 
but they did a fantastic job. And really, not only were there a lot of models, there were a lot of really good models, and that had to make judging tough. So my hat's off to you, Roscoe Turner. Great show. We will be there next year for sure. Uh, my other shout-outs are for Tom Romanowski from our home club, MMCL. Uh, Tom, you know what you did. I really appreciate it. Glad to have you listening and glad you like it enough to to do what you did. So thank you for that. We'll call him the Polish Tank Fairy. That's right, man. All right. Uh, and we're going to go back to our special agent 001, Michael Reiki, uh, from Indianapolis for help with the help with the, the meat patties from patties of Jamaica. And Dave, I'm so glad you like those as much as I do. Oh, they are awesome. I'm, I'm two for two. You got you on the gumball head and I got you on the uh, patties of Jamaica meat patties. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, when you come, you come over to the pool, which got opened today, it's filling as we speak. Uh, it's, uh, it's filling with snow. <laughs> Well, not exactly, but it's close. It's going to be 36 degrees tonight, but hopefully it's going to turn around after that. But uh, when you co- when you and the brood come over and uh, swim in the pool, I may make some homemade Jamaican meat patties in addition to grilling some jerk chicken and having a, a, a buttload of gumball head beer. So looking forward to the summer. All right, Dave. Well, we're at the end finally. Yep. And as they say, so many kits, so little time. All see right. you next time, We'll Mike. see you next time, Dave. Maybe another model show, I hope. Yeah. Yeah.